Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Monday on Islanders Podcast. Hope everybody had a a good weekend and that everybody is doing well. It's still a lot of things. On. We have got to keep you updated. NHL draft, fast approaching free agency, uh, October 9th. So uh, just by the end of this week. Uh, so there will be a lot of news happening, whether the Islanders are re-signing their RFAs, making Very busy this week, so keep it right here every day to Locked On Islanders as we keep you up to date on the latest Islanders news and happenings. You have a question, a comment, an Islanders-related topic you'd like us to discuss, you could always email the show, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars NYR VS NYI to stay up to date with the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. All right, so we're going to talk a little bit about the draft, which is starting to creep up on us, a little bit more about how the Islanders can free up some cap space. Uh, we have some important updates about some old friends that Islander fans are certainly fond of, and then, uh, of course, we will be reviewing another Islanders player, their contributions from this year, and their look ahead. Of course, I'm talking today. All right, first, some news about an old friend, Robin Lehner, someone who only was on Long Island for one season, but really endeared himself to Islander fans, and as we're going to hear very shortly, that was a very much a two-way street. Islander fans really taking to Lehner after he had the courage to come out and discuss his past mental health issues. I think that really endeared him to a lot of fans on Long Island and Brooklyn and, and the area. And I think that the response that Laner got from Islander fans really meant a lot to him. And just over the weekend, Laner signing a five-year, $25 million contract to stay with the Vegas Golden Knights. And it's he and Marc-Andre Fleury, at least uh, officially right now, in goal in Vegas. But here's a tweet by Lehner shortly after signing his contract. Uh, this was on Saturday afternoon, tweet at 2.02 p.m. I also want to thank at NHL Blackhawks and at New York Islanders organizations and teammates there that helped me to this point especially fans in Long Island that truly changed my life 
and gave me the push I need. So anybody who doesn't think that athletes don't respond to the way fans treat them and the way fans respond to them, uh, that tweet really speaks to the relationship that Islander fans and Robin Lehner developed during his one season with the team. And it was a, a very positive relationship for Lehner and I think for the Islanders as well as he played exceptionally well in goal. And, and fans really, again, not just as a hockey player, and he's a very good goaltender, but as a human being, uh, really connected with Robin Lehner. And we wish him well in Vegas, except, of course, when he's facing the Islanders. But, uh, you know, some very interesting news there. Also, uh, look, let's let's g- get honest here. The draft right now is approaching. And the reason I haven't talked a lot about the draft up until this point on the show is because we know the Islanders don't have a pick in the first round and they don't have a pick in the second round as of right now. But that very well could change because, look, the Islanders still have picks in rounds three, four, five, six, and seven. That's not usually, you know, time where you get a big name coming in, a top prospect, at least rated. Although, certainly, if you look at Islanders history, a lot of very important players picked in those third, fourth, fifth, sixth rounds. And look, the Islanders traded those picks for J.G. Pajot and... You know, that deal at the trade deadline really did help the Islanders get uh, to the conference finals. So that was a a, a big move. But right now, the question is, does Lou Lamorello make some trades? And we've talked a lot about the necessity of making trades in order to to free up cap space, because you got to sign Devontae's. Ryan Pulak, and Matthew Barzal, your restricted free agents. Obviously, the question becomes, you know, if you're trying to free up cap space, one of the things you could do is unload a player or a group of players for draft picks, and you may be able to replace the first and or the second round pick that the Islanders don't have right now in this year's draft uh, in a deal for uh, a player, whether it's a Nick Letty or a or or a Boychuk or a Clutterbuck or, uh, I mean, again, we heard the rumors last week. Although I don't think they're very serious uh, about trading. Uh, maybe Simeon Varlamov. There have been other rumors going around that you know instead of trading Letty or Boychuk, maybe they move either Devontae's or Ryan Pulak their rights as restricted free agents to get you know, cap space and some draft picks. So there are a lot of possibilities out there. To me, Letty is still probably the most uh, logical player to trade. I think they would prefer to trade Johnny Boychuk rather than Nick Letty, but, you know, only because Boychuk is older uh, and and actually has a slightly higher uh, cap number right now. But at the end of the day... uh, Letty is a top four defenseman. He's experienced. He's only 29. He has a, you know, a slightly higher cap hit maybe than is worth at five and a half million dollars. But 
the Islanders have depth at defensemen and maybe trading away Letty to free up the $5.5 million helps them sign two of the three, if not all three, of the restricted free agents in Barzal, Pulak, and Taves. So it's something to keep an eye on, and we will see what moves Lou Lamorello makes. But I would not be surprised at all to see Lou Lamorello get the Islanders back into the first and or second round. And again, wouldn't surprise me at all if it's both in this year's draft. So don't blow off the draft entirely. There is more to come with regard to that. I guarantee you, even if it's at the draft, the Islanders will likely be busy on draft day. So we'll keep an eye on everything and we'll have the latest rumors and and, and news coming to you both on Twitter and of course every night on the Locked On Islanders podcast. We've got a lot more to talk about. We've got our Islanders birthday of the day, and it also ties in with some news. Uh, We still have our player analysis of Johnny Boychuk's season and future with the Islanders, and a whole lot more. Stay with us. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Guys, we all know that talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually, we just try to brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like, I lost my mojo, or We avoid it all together with excuses like, I had a hard day at work, or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, it's safe, and best of all, totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan available, and if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. Getting started is easy. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. You want Chinese, they want pizza, and someone else is craving Froyo, but there's something for everyone on DoorDash. Continue supporting restaurants in your community safely. There are thousands of restaurants open for delivery on DoorDash that need your patronage now more than ever. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. Just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with our new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you could support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNHL for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. So the NHL draft again tomorrow. 
and uh, we are fast getting ready. We'll talk more about it on tomorrow's show, especially if there is some more news. So before we get to our Islanders' birthday of the day, we're going to tie it in with some actual current news. So today's Islanders' birthday of the day is Michael Grabner, the former speedy winger born in Villa, Austria. He will turn 33 today and originally drafted 14th overall in the first round by the Vancouver Canucks back in 2006, played uh, one season with Vancouver or part of one season, joined the Islanders in 2010-2011, had a 34-goal season, Followed that up with 20 goals the following season. Remained with the Islanders through the 2014-2015 season. Since then, has played for the Maple Leafs, Rangers, Devils, and the Coyotes. And the little bit of news that we are talking about, the Coyotes placing Michael Grabner on waivers with the intention of buying him out. So the question then perhaps becomes... Would the Islanders be interested in a possible reunion with Michael Grabner? Uh, again, 46 games, 8 goals, 3 assists last year with the Coyotes. That's, oh, I would say about a 14-15 goal pace. Not exactly the player that would, you know, be a strong difference maker offensively, but uh, quite honestly, you know, 2017-2018, he had 27 goals uh, for the Rangers and Devils, had 27 goals the year before that with the Rangers. It's not that long ago. He adds speed. He is always a breakaway threat. To me, the big question uh, with Michael Grabner is, would he play enough defense to fit in to the Barry Trotz system? And that is a real question. But Anyway, our Islanders' birthday of the day, Michael Grabner, 33, still active, still out there. We're going to go back and look at what was arguably his best game as an Islander, February 13th, 2011, at the HSBC Arena in Buffalo. Islanders taking on the Sabres. Al Montoya is the goalie for the Islanders. Ryan Miller, the netminder, for the Buffalo Sabres, and in the first period, just 40 seconds in, it is Michael Grabner with his 22nd of the year, Franz Nielsen and Kyle Oposo with the assists, one to nothing Islanders, but in less than a minute, the Buffalo Sabres get two goals, the first coming at 646, an unassisted goal by Johan Hecht, his ninth, and then at 742, Drew Stafford is 21st from Tyler Ennis and Tim Conley, Quickly, it's 2-1 to one, Buffalo. But five minutes, seven seconds after that, John Tavares gets the Islanders even. His 21st from Travis Hamanick and Matt Molson at 12:49, and we're even at 2-2. But late in the period, Drew Stafford scores his second goal of the game for Buffalo. Tyler Ennis and Tim Connolly with the helpers. After one period, the Islanders trailing by a score of 3-2. They trail 4-2 early in the second when Nathan Gerby gets his seventh from uh, Shane Morrison at 431, and things are not looking up for the New York Islanders. But the Islanders don't quit. With a minute five left in the second, they make it a one-goal game as Blake Como gets his 14th from Franz Nielsen and Kyle Oposo. After 40 minutes, the Islanders trail 
four to three. In the third, Michael Grabner, always that breakaway threat with his speed, his 23rd of the year, unassisted at three minutes, and all of a sudden, we have ourselves a 4-4 hockey game. Tyler Myers gives Buffalo back the lead, 2-26 later, his eighth from Jason Pominville at 5-26, and suddenly it is a one-goal lead for the Sabres. Islanders get a pair of power play goals midway through the third. First, Milan Yersina, his fourth from Franz Nielsen and John Tavares. And then uh, a minute, 16 seconds later, Ty Wishart with his first from Milan Yersina and Josh Bailey. Islanders have a one-goal lead. That lead would last all of 20, uh, 31 seconds, however, as Drew Stafford got his 23rd, Jordan Leopold and Tyler Ennis the assists, the game goes to OT, and in overtime, Michael Grabner ends it, his third goal of the game, 24th of the year, Kyle Oposo and Andrew McDonald with the helpers at 2.55, a hat trick for our Islanders' birthday of the day, that's Michael Grabner, three goals on six shots, he finishes the game, leading the Islanders in that category, he is a plus one, Travis, uh, excuse me, Kyle Oposo, leading the Islanders in plus-minus with a plus-three. Uh, Al Montoya, 12 saves in 14 shots faced. He gets the win after replacing Miko Koskinen, who actually started the game for the Islanders. So our birthday boy with his one hat trick in an Islanders uniform, helping the Islanders beat the Sabres 7-6 back on February 13, 2011. Again, happy 33rd birthday to former Islanders winger Michael Grabner. We've got more to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll be discussing Johnny Boychuk's season and his possible future with the Islanders. Where does he fit in? Is he moving on? We'll have all that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Folks, I'm proud to talk about Built Go. It makes you the best you at whatever you do. Break through your wall, whether it's a mental wall or a physical wall, break through it with Go every day. It's an easy to take one and a half ounce packages. You could just put it in your briefcase and then go out and have the most focused presentation ever. Put it in your golf bag to get through the back nine or put it in your pocket, take it anywhere to get through your day. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for your body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. It comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate milk. Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. and Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into my system fast, plus it's easy on the stomach. Built Go is loaded with good stuff to ignite my work. Beta alanine, B3 honey, and a kick of caffeine. Built Go then kicks to keep me going strong. It's got vitamin B6 and vitamin B12. Collagen, meanwhile, promotes joints, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. This stuff literally makes you look better. Visit BuiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED and you'll get 30% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK for 30% off at BuiltGold.com. Let's go. All right, so welcome back to the Locked On Islanders podcast. Our focus today on defenseman Johnny Boychuk. 64 games during the regular season, 
two goals, 11 points. He was a minus 11. Average 17 minutes, 17 seconds of ice time during the regular season. And realistically, Boychuk, you know, mostly on that third pairing, still seeing a little bit of time on the power play unit, still seeing a little bit of time on the penalty kill. But for Johnny Boychuk, it's, uh, you know, clearly at this point in his career at, you know, his age, born back in 1984, so right now he is 36 years old, turned 37 in January. Uh, you know, he's a guy who is not the same player that he was, you know, five years ago. That being said, he is still a quality player, and we saw a lot of that in his playoff action. And he only saw action in three postseason games. Uh, the first game against Florida got hurt came back much later for the last couple of games against Tampa Bay, but, you know, goes out there and blocks six shots in his first game back, including three or four on his first shift, and you could see the leadership, the intensity, the hockey smarts that Johnny Boychuk brings to the table every day, and no, you know, because he hadn't been on the ice all that much, uh, you know, after being injured and coming back, only played 12 minutes in one of the two games, 15 and a half in the other against Tampa Bay. But again, you know, nine block shots in 27 and a half minutes of ice time is nothing to sneeze at and got three shots on goal. And, and, and again, you could tell six hits also in those two playoff games. You could tell that he belonged in this lineup and, and, and still fit in. So the real question with Boychuk is this, and it's a tough one because Johnny Boychuk has been a very good Islander for a number of years now. And the fact of the matter is that his acquisition, when they got uh, Boychuk and Letty, uh, those were two great moves by Garth Snow uh, that really saved the Islanders a lot of cap. Uh, I mean, the Bruins... And the Blackhawks were trying to save cap space. And in 2014, the Islanders upgraded their defense immensely and immediately with those two deals. So, look, you look at the offensive production, and clearly there has been more or less a steady decline since 2014-2015, his first season on the island. He had 35 points, went down to 25, 23, 18, 19 and now 11 this year, but if you prorate it, let's say he gets up to 14 or 15. But again, that doesn't mean boy Chuck doesn't fit in. The problem is that his salary is higher than his value as a player right now. So certainly I think if Lou Lamorello can find a taker for Johnny Boychuk, he would welcome that trade, even if he only gets, let's say, a mid round draft pick in return just to take that salary off of the Islanders payroll so they can open it up. If they can't, or if they trade another defenseman, Boychuk certainly can be still a quality third pair or even in a pinch second pair defenseman who can help out on the power play, who will add the leadership that he always adds. So, you know, 
it's it's one of those things where you like Boychuk as a person. He's a quality player, quality human being, but that you know salary is just higher than his value on the ice right now. They're paying him like the Johnny Boychuk of 2015, and now they're getting the Johnny Boychuk of 2021. So have to figure that part out. He's certainly a welcomed addition if he comes back. He will contribute if he comes back, but the Islanders would probably love to be able to move him if they can just to free up some uh, cap space and re-sign your Matthew Barzals, your Devon Taves, and your Ryan Pulaks. So we'll keep an eye on Boychuk and see where he's at, but he's been a great Islander right now for six seasons and really was a part of the renaissance of this team in the late uh, middle 2010s and even the last two years really has been uh, an important part of this club. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Tomorrow we'll talk more about the draft. We'll have the latest trade rumors, trade news, cap uh, rumors, and everything else that's going on because bet your bottom dollar, Lula Morello is going to be very busy over the next couple of days making deals and wheeling and dealing and trying to improve this hockey team. And we'll have all of that for you right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Stay safe, everybody. Have a great day. And of course, let's go Islanders.